All right, here we are. Three-fourths of us are in person for the first time. Yay! Yeah, myself, Austin, and Trent, we are in the same room. Uh, it's the first time we've done an in-person making the call since the first iteration back in college. Um, we also have Rosie. Unfortunately, Rosie could not make the trip from, from Abilene to DFW, but he is still here on the podcast nonetheless. Uh, Alex is out of town, so it's the four of us here holding it down this week. Uh, I'm there in spirit. And yeah, video. we hopefully, love you, Rosie. Hopefully, you stay away from those fires. Yep, because it uh, it looks pretty scary. So we're prayers up for Abilene. Yeah, we're yep. praying for all of our Abilene homies. Um, praying that everyone stays safe there. But um, yeah. So for the podcast this week, we're gonna start off with a big NFL segment. Uh, Rosie's got a few uh, kind of under the radar rookies that he wants to talk about, and then we're gonna go through every division and give our percent confidence that that team's going to make the playoffs this next year uh we're just going to team by team go one at a time um and just see where the conversation takes us so that's what we've got uh in store for this first segment so rosie you want to start with your rookie so you've got written here rookies that might pop off for fantasy so i'll just turn it over to you where do you want to go with this so these are guys i only got three of them right now but these are guys that were drafted late second round, early third Dogs. in our rookie draft. So let's start off with Jalen Tolbert, drafted by the Cowboys in the third round. I think this was an incredible selection. He was one of my favorite receivers coming out. He dominated at, I think, Southern Alabama. And he kind of had a late breakout, but I think he's going to fill in for Amari Cooper. I think he might do some really good things for the Cowboys. Fill in uh, for Mari Cooper in terms of like his fantasy pr- production. Maybe in the future, not right away, of course. But if if you can get this guy in for cheap in your rookie drafts, I think he's going to be a steal. Like I think he's really talented. Rosie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you have any more rookie drafts? Or are you no? Gonna... Okay, I was just trying to see if you're just trying to dupe us a little bit and hype everyone up <laughs> yeah I, I mean maybe we should have done this before no i yeah, started but. your rankings absolutely worked in one of our leagues i think the lions went up two rounds before <laughs> should have. i didn't even have those guys that you drafted like all that high <laughs> like i wouldn't have drafted them there <laughs> but yeah. Shout out Amon Ross, same Brown, right? <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. Jameson Williams, all that those. man got passed around more than I don't even know. Like in our, <laughs> than a ball at a Nickelback like, concert. <laughs> got traded like two or three times in our rookie draft. Or <laughs> right after the Look at draft. this draft. Yeah, I still, still haven't touched him yet. I, I tried. Like every time he got traded, I tried to get him. But You did. Your offers just weren't that good. I'm sorry. Yeah, trying to lowball, I guess. But. Anyway, okay, so so Jalen Tolbert, so you think he steps in? Because to me, I I like the Jalen Tolbert pick as a Cowboys fan, but I don't know what I'm going to expect from him in terms of fantasy because you still have Gallup and you still have Ceedee Lamb there, and Gallup was hurt most of the year last year, so you're basically I can see his production going up quite a bit with a Coop, with Cooper out, and so I see, I almost see. Jalen Tolbert as kind of a Michael Gallup type fantasy player when it was Gallup, Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb in that offense. Well, I think 
there's rumblings that Gallup isn't going to be healthy for the start of the season. So I think you're really, yeah, <laughs> like you're really looking at um, uh, James Washington and Jalen Tolbert. One of them is going to step into that Omari Cooper role instead of Gallup. And then maybe Gallup will come back and be good. But by that time, that, that time I think that Tolbert is a good enough talent to step in as a number two. Like I don't think that he could go into an offense and be the number one. But I think he's good enough to be the number two behind C.D. Lamb. Okay. Oh, and I got a question. Y'all got to see the Twitch. <laughs> I know. You yeah. got to be got an audio medium. Go back. Um, Rosie, do you – what do you think Michael Gallup's going to do this year? Do you think he's going to be a legitimate, like, wide receiver two in fantasy? I think he can be. I, I don't think that he will be. It's just he hasn't really shown it enough yet, and then the injuries are piling on. So okay, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like he's a he's a really good wide receiver, but he's been hurt a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So Jalen Tolbert. So who's another rookie that you think, in your words, might pop off for fantasy this year? The next guy. This might take him a little bit longer than Jalen Tolbert, my other guy. But it's Calvin Austin, really yeah. short, drafted in the fourth, <laughs> drafted in the fourth round by the Steelers. So, uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, George Pickens are ahead of him at the moment. But he's incredibly athletic. You think of Rondell Moore from last year. And I think if Rondell Moore was used better, then he'd be a better fantasy option. But they have the same Absolutely. exact profile. It's just Calvin Austin was taken two rounds later. So I think it might be a slow start at first, but if there's an injury to one of these guys or Calvin Austin starts showing up in training camp, I think that he can maybe also be a wide receiver too on the Steelers. So God, I don't know if okay. you guys have like heard of these guys are like looked into him too much. Well, obviously, I've heard of the first guy, but I have not heard of this Austin kid. I have not heard of Calvin Austin either. I haven't either. Yeah, he went to. We're a sports podcast. <laughs> Great journalism, guys. Yeah. Well, I'll do the research for y'all then. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. This man. next guy. Uh, yeah, I'd like to do my own research, but continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> uh, they they drafted Christian Watson in the second round, and then this guy in the fourth round, Romeo Dubs, out of Nevada, six Great two, name. had a amazing combine. He, I I know a couple of people that went to school with him, and they're trying to get me to sell him on one of the fantasy leagues I'm in, and I was like, no, I think. I think Romeo Dubs has a chance to be the number one wide receiver for the Packers, like above Christian Watson, above Alan Lazard. Above which isn't Alan like, Lazard? Yeah. It's a high bar. <laughs> high bar. High oh, bar. Man. And see, like, he's stepping into an opportunity where, like, everything's murky. You don't know who the wide receiver one is. You don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to favor. And I think Romeo Dubs has the traits of an elite wide receiver. Kind of like a slow version of Darnell Mooney, how Mooney's going to be the number one wide receiver for the bears. 
I think Romeo Dubs has that same kind of ability, just a little bit better across the middle and so, stuff like that. So go pick him up because it's a guaranteed. Yeah, I'm going to guarantee it. Dub. It's a guaranteed dub. <laughs> so Matt owns him in both our leagues. Who has you get your dad Matt, joke early today. <laughs> Matt, Matt's got him in both of them, both of our oh, leagues. Really? Yeah. Good job, huh. Matt. Okay. Um, so, okay, so quick sidebar, because you mentioned Darnell Mooney and him being the number one in Chicago. Is there and is there another NFL team this year that is just like the the dumpster fantasy team? Because I, I look at the Bears and I'm like, I don't, you know, is Justin Fields a mid QB2? Darnell Mooney, can you can he be a flex? David Montgomery is probably the best asset as he'll probably be an RB1, like low end RB1. Why has got his hand up? Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but even Shark, with him, like he's got ETN. ETN. Chark's I not mean, there. They, Chark's not there. Oh, yeah, I forgot Chark. Yeah, Chark's in Detroit. That's right. That's right. Chenault. You have ETN um, and James Robinson. Marvin Jones. Though. Marvin Jones. Well, they just paid Christian Kirk all that money. Obviously, oh, yeah, they he, did. he's a, you know, he's I have a number one receiver based on how much he's getting paid. If you just look at the accounting records, Christian Kirk is a top five wide receiver. Christian Kirk probably got more. <laughs> Money than and paid out for all of the NIL deals. There's going to be an ESPN thirty for thirty made in a few years, and it's going to be like, what if I told you that Christian Kirk changed the NFL forever? And it's going to be about the off season where Jacksonville gave him all this money, and then all the top end wide receivers are like, yeah, I want all that money, so they all get traded. You have Devontae Adams, you have Tyreek Hill, you have all these guys out of town because they're like, oh, Christian Kirk's getting paid that. Yeah, I want a new contract, and he completely completely reshaped the wide receiver market. So Trent, you say Jacksonville? Yeah. More than Chicago? No. <laughs> just another just, just another, like another dumpster you, fire. You asked for another dumpster fire fantasy team. I gave you one. Okay. I guess maybe the Houston Texans. You yeah. want a hot take? Yeah. Coach is dummy. Miami. Yeah. No. That's I a don't. hot take. It's a hot take. It is a hot take, but it's not right. You think everyone's gonna like not because we're talking about Darnell Mooney as the top as, option. Yeah. And exactly. the top option. I don't he, think he'll be a wide receiver too. Who do the Eagles have after? Oh, he's no, not the top option. He is the only tonight. option. And they have AJ Brown. I forgot. Oh, yeah. uh, they got Pringles. Pringles. The Bears. Although he got arrested the other week. Oh, he did? Yeah, I didn't make the news. I don't know why. He caught him with wide receiver two from the Bears. He didn't beat anybody. It was it Atlanta just, before the draft, I think, too. Yes. Atlanta, Atlanta was pretty Yeah, good. Atlanta which, has which, some. Which uh, wide receiver went to Atlanta? Drake London. Drake London. Okay. So it's Drake London and Kyle Pitts there. Yeah. And in news, uh, the, the Raiders traded Brian Edwards to the Falcons. So. Oh, right. I don't think that's news. It could Maybe. be. You could tell me Brian Edwards Where did Russell was Gage like the head accountant. And I'd believe you. Tampa. Oh yeah. He'll Who? be good there. Russell Gage went to Tampa. He'll be he'll be wide receiver two with Godwin out at the start of the year. How long has Godwin out? I just heard I don't he was know. It's not good news. Yeah. It's not? Yeah. It, unfortunately. Okay, well, and I guess we don't know if Gronk's coming back yet or not. If they go get Edelman, <laughs> he's coming back. That's what he said. Edelman's not coming out of retirement. No, definitely not. 
No, not a chance. Um, Elman's been yeah. sipping on seltzers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I know they got Gronk doing the subway commercials now as like the replacement Tom Brady. I don't know if y'all have seen those, but no. um, okay. So you hit Jalen Tolbert, Calvin Austin, and Romeo Dubs. Those are That's them. Those are your three rookies you think might pop off. And those are the guys that aren't like the big names that you would expect. Right. It's not, um, it's not the top two running backs. It's not, it's not any of those top wide receivers. This can turn into Amon Raw, Gabe Davis. Oh, so one of, of these guys will be like Devontae Adams the final six weeks of the season. Yeah. That was Amon Raw St. Brown. <laughs> yes. The sun god. <laughs> Dude was crazy. Um, okay. Well, so let's get into our predictions for the divisions and percent chance for these teams to make the playoffs. Um, to refresh everyone's memory, because I know it was only, what, three months ago, but the Super Bowl feels like a long time ago in terms of everything that has happened. Especially um, with the offseason that we had. Yeah. <laughs> We're continuing to have, but still. Yeah. Um, I know. It's, it's crazy. The Super Bowl was only three months ago, and since then, all that has happened in the NFL. Um, all the quarterback movement, all the wide receiver movement, the draft, everything. Um, but to refresh everyone's memory, so the playoff teams last year, in order based on the seed, with the AFC, it was Tennessee Titans, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, New England, and Pittsburgh. And then in the NFC, you had Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, LA Rams, Arizona, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. So those were the 14 teams. So we'll start with the AFC, and we'll start with the AFC East. So, Austin, because I know you're going off the cuff, I so I figured we'll start with you. So this is – the percentages in each division don't have to equal 100%, right? No. They have to equal 150. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man. No, math, it can be whatever. Math is hard. Okay. It can be whatever. Mine don't equal 100. So if I start with the Buffalo Bills. Start with Buffalo Bills. 100% chance. They're going back. 100% chance. 100% chance. Okay. Um, The New England Patriots. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay. So oh. just Buffalo. Okay. Trent, okay. what about you? I'm going 90%. 90? Yep. Why not 100? Because if Josh Allen gets hurt, Case Keenum's the quarterback. Yeah, they Case still Keenum's, make it. Hasn't Case Keenum <laughs> made the playoffs before? Yeah. For that one team. I'm pretty sure he uh, (laughs) won a playoff game. He went to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Based on a miracle. I'm just saying that nobody's – Did you guys know that Case Keenan went to Wiley? Whoa. Go Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) I know Wiley's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He was straight fire. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, So, Austin says 100. Trent says – 90. So Austin, you say 100. So no matter injuries, no nothing. They're making the playoffs no matter a, what. Such a deep team. Okay. But, okay. Rosie? 100. They're the best roster in the NFL. Thank you, Rosie. Okay. Um, so I went with 99 basically just because if Josh Allen gets hurt, I don't think they make the playoffs. So that's that 1% chance. But if Josh Allen is healthy, then I think that they're in, especially in the division that they're in and, um, and whatnot. And if you go off of Vegas odds, Buffalo does have the best odds to win the Super Bowl currently at plus six fifty. So they are the they are the leader in the clubhouse as far as and the hundreds looking pretty good. <laughs> well, I don't know if the favorite wins. I mean, who is the 
who was the favorite going yeah, into last year? Tampa many, Bay. Like, if you're the preseason Probably. favorite, I wonder what the statistics are on like actually winning. I don't think you win very often, no. unless you're. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of those Patriots. Oh, this is just were making favorite. the playoffs, though. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so we had 100, 90, 99, and 100. Um, Austin, New England. Am I gonna go first every time? Rosie, New England. <laughs> Come on, you Austin's can't copy someone else's. Well, I'm going off the cuff, but I need to hear the <laughs> You know, okay, I'll go. I think that New England has a 50-50 shot to make the playoffs next year. Dang it. <laughs> I was going to okay. say 50 also. Hey, Rosie, we're doing good today. Trent? I'm going 60. Ooh, okay, so I'm lower on them. So I went with 30% chance. Wow. Mm. I just remember last year when they, they were on their run and they beat the Bills when Matt Jones threw like three passes – and we were like, oh, yeah, Patriots are going back, and it's going to be Tampa Bay Patriots. Patriots are so good now. Were you no, like they that? weren't. You yeah, made, everyone was saying old. that. Everyone I was, was saying that when they had their run. But they're just – they're a fake team. They You're do. a nobody, Austin. That's why. I am a nobody, I guess. <laughs> and they're yeah, drafting I, horribly, too. They cannot keep this up. Well, they've up. always drafted horribly, they though. They pull up their schedule. Um, I don't know, man. I – they made the playoffs last year as a wild card team. And Mike Jones is going to continue to develop. He will, but like did their roster get significantly better this offseason? It got significantly worse, especially on defense. They like, lost so let, uh, me, let me pull up their JC Jackson. I think I give them 50% just because of Belichick. So they're the one, they drafted Cole Strange, the guard out of Chattanooga in the first round, <laughs> which everyone had pegged as like a third round player. Um, they drafted the Baylor wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton, which Baylor wide receivers always work out in the NFL. Um, Especially when they have teeny tiny hands. Yeah. So I thought we weren't talking about Kenny Pickett today. <laughs> I will get to him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I gave the Patriots a 30% just because they've got to play the Bills twice. Um, they've got to play the Ravens, the Packers. Jets got better. Jets got better. Um, they got to play the Browns, which I mean, I guess we'll see with Sean Watson. Uh, easy game against the Col or the Bears. They play the Colts, Vikings, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals. I just I haven't seen a win yet for the Patriots. Yeah, I know that's. Just I think you're that. right, Andrew. I, I think am you're too. Right. I'm going with thirty. I'm changing. Yep. I'm gonna go because forty-nine. Me and we haven't got to them yet. We'll get to the AFC West last for the AFC, but the AFC West like changes my opinion on like the non-favorites in each division mm-hmm. because Absolutely. AFC West, you have four teams who could make the playoffs. And then you're looking at like the second best team in each division. So in this case, it's the Patriots. And I'm like, are the Patriots going to beat out, you know, one of the, I'm not sure the Patriots are the second best team in that division. Okay. Then. So, I mean, so are I, they I, the I, betting favorite, do you know, um, Let's see. If we go off of – I'm just going off of Super Bowl odds. So the next team – no, Miami Dolphins have better Super Bowl odds than the Patriots by a long shot. So Miami Dolphins are plus 2,800 to win it all. The Patriots are plus 5,000. All right, I'm going down. I'm going I'm going down to 30 with Andrew. All right. I'm convinced. <laughs> Bring us down, Andrew. There you go. Just <laughs> like usual. Place, I can't have like the actual second-place team in that division – yeah. Higher okay. Fifty percent. So. So all right. Let's speed through. Let's speed through the bottom ones for each division pretty quickly, because um, I think the top ones are more interesting. So Miami Dolphins. I'll go first. Um, 
slightly less than the Patriots at 30. I went 20% for them. I could see things breaking right, you know, new head coach. They have some success. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You can you can see a path to them being, you know, six or seventh team in the AFC. Um, but it's I don't, I don't see think it. it's likely. So I, I think 20. it's like 10%. I'm just not, I'm not. Wow. Rosie, what do you say? I, I think I had them at 50, but, you know, I think talking this out, there's no, I, I don't believe they're, I think they're a seven win team. So I think like 20, 20%. Okay. Trent? I'll go 22.743%. That's what your computer models are saying? Yeah. Probably specific. He's doing the math in the back. <laughs> He's got a spreadsheet for it. He's got an ap- his abacus in the back there. His abacus. <laughs> Just because I, I don't know. I think that there's going to be a lot of drama between Tyreek and Jalen Waddle this year. Just I would like to go first on the next one. They're both f- phenomenal wide receivers, and they get like you think there's gonna be drama. Yeah, I think so, because they have Duck Dynasty throwing the football. <laughs> duck Dynasty, <laughs> just a bunch of ducks left and right, except it's coming from the left side. Did you so... see that they fired the social media guy? No, really? but not even. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Wow. Not even does he throw ducks. He throws left-handed. There's never been a hey, good hey, 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 ever. In Andrew's unbiased opinion, there's nothing wrong with being left-handed in the NFL. I I hate the discrimination against left-handed people. I've been dealing with them. So my take whole it life. up with the spiral notebook companies. Uh, <laughs> I do composition only. I write left-handed. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I said twenty. Austin I said, said 10. ten. Trent said three point one four one five nine or whatever. Twenty two point seven. Twenty two point. 22.743. Okay, Rosie? Uh, 20. Okay. Uh, and then finally, what's up, Austin? The New York Jets are the second best team in this division. I'm make put, your case. I'm putting, them in at 40, play, bro. I'm putting them in at 40% to make it. Just because I don't – not entirely sure that the second best team in this division can make the playoffs. But I think that they drafted really well. They did. They drafted incredible. A lot of people well. think they had the best draft. They did. And so I think that gets them to second place in the division, and we'll see how the rest of the second place battles fall. So that's why I'm putting it by like 40. I mean, yeah, I think from a talent standpoint, they could be the, seven. The New York Jets have more talent, but I think I like New England's quarterback more than I do Zach Wilson right now. But Zach Wilson that's could fair. prove a lot of people wrong this year. I like the Jets coach too. I forgot yeah. his name. Sala. Robert Sala. Yeah. I think you like awesome. him, but you forgot his name. Yeah. Mo it Sala. Mo Sala. <laughs> okay. Next division. We've got the AFC South, Tennessee Titans. Rosie, we got to start with you because it's your boy Tannehill. He's going to prove everyone wrong. He, I'm, I'm telling y'all, he was a top five quarterback for two years in a row. And then he loses all his weapons, and everyone's like, oh, Tannehill sucks. So let's get Malik Willis. Malik Willis is definitely better. No. Tannehill's a good quarterback, and he just didn't have weapons last year. That's it. And he was still a QB1 in fantasy. I don't know like what his PFF rankings were, but I think he was still performing at number one. You and your PFF rankings. Yeah. <laughs> Pro football focus. Ooh. Well, they're the only ones doing them. So. We're doing um, the rankings over here making the call. Yeah, we're a legit journalism source. Yeah. Believe Get us. off, Rosie. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, I got them at 70% making the playoffs 
70. Wow. Okay. I'm lower. I'm lower than that. I'm at Titans. I'm at 60 with them. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty like I think they're gonna win the division, but I am not 100 percent sure. You said 60. Yeah, like Trent, 60. Trent. The Titans. Titans. I'll go 54.9. And also, I just rented a jackhammer from Home Depot to soften up Rosie's hard head about Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Love it. It's one of your best lines on this pod, I'm pretty sure. Like, Why don't you bring up tools? Speaking of tools, I, I'm a tool. Rosie, Speaking of tools, I'm, Trent Dunning, I'm a tool. But honestly, he gets so much, me. so much love to Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> and he hates on Captain Kirk, who is clearly a better quarterback than Ryan Trent Tannehill. Is I mean, he's clearly not. not but <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins took Washington – bleeps to the playoffs. I can't say Redskins anymore. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so you can. They were the Redskins at they the were time. The Redskins okay. at the time. Whoa, it's whoa, not... whoa. Ryan Tannehill, got right ben- Ryan Tannehill <laughs> got benched in Miami for Jake Hutler. Or something. I don't think he got benched. Yes, he did. Look it up. You don't, see, you're, you're just like... And then he left... To be a top five quarterback. Stop trying to erase history, Rosie. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Carmel Drizzle's on my side. He's worshiping this guy at all, and he don't even know that he. I think Tannehill is good. I don't think he's a lock to. Of course you do. You went to A and M. I didn't go to A and M. Or you're an A and M fan. I'm an A and M fan. Speaking of which, shout out Jimbo. Heck of a coach. (laughs) Heck of a guy. So of course you're, you're. I mean, but I think I think that even that speaks more to. Rosie's uh, admiration of Tannehill because we have like a diehard A and M fan on the podcast, and he doesn't even like ride or die for Tannehill he's as good. much as Rosie does. I don't. I'm. I don't think he's a lock to win the division. I don't think he's a lock to make the playoffs this year. He's yeah. definitely the best quarterback in the division. Oh yeah, Sorry, he's the best quarterback Ryan. in the division. But like, is Ryan Tannehill gonna go win you a Super Bowl? Just like his Dak Prescott no. win the Super Bowl? Like, probably not. No, it's like the same thing. <laughs> Well, I agree. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying is Daniel he's... Jones going to go win you a Super Bowl? Probably. So. <laughs> For the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The uh, the pretty good bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I've got I've got the Titans at 50, um, and I'll start for the next team because I see are the this... Colts your favorite in the division? I have the I have the Colts at 50 oh, as well. Man. I truly have it as a toss up between these two teams. And I think one of these teams won the division, and then this division has one team in the playoffs. And so I have it 50-50. It's either going to be the Titans or the Colts. Um, I absolutely can see the Colts winning it with Matt Ryan because I think you watched Matt Ryan last year and what a mess that team was. And Matt Ryan himself did not look bad. He had it, you know, in terms of quarterback production, he had a decent year. He's one of the most consistent. Oh, my gosh, guys. What? It's worse than I imagined. Matt Ryan is a consistent quarterback. Matt Ryan had the I'm, slowest I'm, I'm not balls thrown all year last year. Guess who replaced Ryan Tannehill? Who started over him? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> They're tanking. Can't tank with Tannehill. <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Didn't he take didn't he take the Broncos to the playoffs one year? He did, yes. Okay. And then he got like $90 million from the Texans. Yeah, and then that, <laughs> we all know how that turned out. 
Okay. He replaced. He was the first quarterback after Peyton, right? Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, with that. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Because they would bring him in on Hail Marys because Peyton didn't have the arm in that final year. Best quarterback Uh, of all time, but yeah. So Osweiler, not Peyton. Best quarterback of all time. Osweiler, not Peyton. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. No, so, yeah, I don't know. I have the Colts and Titans split 50-50. One of these two teams is winning the division. I do, I, too. You have them yep. as that as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, put the, I think the, the Colts are re- like really good defensive team, and Jonathan Taylor could have a Jonathan Taylor type year and MVP caliber. So I think you got to remember, when you watched Matt Ryan in Atlanta this last year, they just had a turnstile at the offensive line. And so you put him in Indianapolis with Quentin Nelson and like one of the better offensive line units in the league. And as Trent said, you put Jonathan Taylor in that backfield and like they've got Michael Pittman, they've got decent weapons. I think he can have a bounce back year. Yeah, another uh, weapon other than Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor? Name another weapon? Yeah. Uh, Alec I, Pierce. Touch T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. Oh, they have um... T.Y. Hilton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, who am I thinking I'm of? I'm curious. Uh, he'll, his name will come to me. Paris um, Campbell? Yes. That's what I was thinking of. I knew, I knew it started with a P. I couldn't remember it. Um, who? Paris Campbell. You don't need to remember him. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I've got them 50-50. Rosie, what do you have for the Colts? I got Colts at 60. I think they're a good team. It's just not better than the Titans. So, do you think both the Titans and the Colts make the playoffs? They could, because I, I think the Colts can hang with some of the better teams in the AFC. Will they make the playoffs, though? I don't know. So, here's my thing about that, is there are only two teams in the AFC West going to make it? Do you See, think there could be three? That's my whole thing, is all four even, teams even the, the AFC, AFC North. West. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, which do you think uh, – wait, Austin, did you say for the Colts already? No, I'm going to go with uh, – I put the Titans at 60. I'll put the Colts at 50. That's, at 50? That's, okay. That's fair. Um, which team do you think – I have it in the doc, so I don't know if anyone's looking at it. So, if, if you're not, then don't look at it. But uh, which of it. these two teams do you think has the better odds to win a Super Bowl in terms of Vegas? Colts. 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 Okay. Colts are at plus 2,400. The Titans are at plus 3,300. Mm. So Vegas likes Colts a considerable amount more. Um, so, yeah, okay. Final two teams. I'm, I'm just going to hit these back-to-back, and y'all can do the same. I have both the Jags and the Texans at zero. I'm going to give the Jacksonville Jaguars 5% and the Houston Texans 0%. I'm going to give them both five. Jags okay. 10, Texans 0 Man, you're so high on the Jags, giving them a ten percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, let's talk about it for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Post you know, Urban Meyer, that four thing. string receiver they picked up. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the going from Jaguars signed Urban Meyer in the offseason. Not having Urban Meyer, I think, is going to be. Stripper. I mean, going from going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. How many wins does that give you? That's worth what? At least four wins. Maybe, I'd say three. At least. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, one thing I will miss is watching Urban Meyer almost cry when he won in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Every game with the kicker so will, much the to kicker him. Won't miss crying. <laughs> yeah. The kicker will not miss crying at practice. Oh, my gosh. All right, AFC North. Let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. They won the AFC last year, made to the Super Bowl, lost to the Rams. Do we see them as being the favorite in this division? Yes. Yes. They got better. They drafted. They're the favorite. You're always the favorite until you're dethroned, in my okay. opinion. Yes, but they got better. Unless you're the New England Patriots and lose the best quarterback of all time to Tampa, then you're no longer the favorite. Okay. All right. So so we all agree that the Bengals are the favorite. Um, Austin, percent chance Bengals make the playoffs. I'm going to up it. I'm going to go 75. 75. Not influenced by anybody's opinion here. Guaranteed. <laughs> okay, Rosie? 100%. They're guaranteed to make the playoffs. I Ooh. think they're the second best team the in the NFL. I see. Man, okay. So I, I wasn't wrong by calling them the second lost. best team in the Just AFC like last year. So, call them typhoon. Yeah, you were. They're spicy. the best team in the AFC. Oh, right. My bad. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, don't, <laughs> you, don't you know how the playoffs work? Playoffs. <laughs> Trent, percent chance for the Bengals? 67 point. Nine seventy-three. So we're not buying in that they're gonna. Have you noticed that only really one make person has done decimals? Yeah. And does it surprise you who that one person is? <laughs> the one person just trying to be special. Well, Speaking of special, you know special. special, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm Ryan saying eighty-five percent. I think that it's they're the second highest, like, percent that I have for the AFC. I mean, kind of, and I'll explain that in a second, but. I think unless they just get decimated with injuries like the Ravens were this year, I think the Bengals are making it. I think they're still deep even without. I mean, not quarterback, obviously, but they have enough weapons. Like if a receiver gets hurt, I think they're still fine. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns, I think, has the biggest unknown of any team. And so I'll start because when I said the Bengals kind of have – like the second highest odds in the AFC for me in terms of like percent chance. The Bengals I have as a 90-10 team. I think if Deshaun Watson plays, mean the Browns? 90% chance they make the playoffs. Browns? You said Bengals. Oh, the Browns. Sorry, yes. If Deshaun Watson plays, 90% chance Browns are making the playoffs. And they might even win the division over Cincinnati. But if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I put out a 10%. They're not gonna they're not gonna be a good team. Because it also depends on the length of the suspension. Like, if he's only suspended six games, like, do you really think the Browns go 0 so and 6? Is Baker still? Baker's yep. not going to play another snap for Cleveland. If he okay. wants to get paid, he will. It's I true. can see a situation can you where how awkward that would be. Oh, well, yeah, it's awkward. awkward but but he's behind it's Baker. not that awkward when you're getting a million dollars in your bank account every week. I mean, I think yeah. if they, and it's kind of tryouts. Money. Hold on, Austin. Sorry. It's yeah, you're interrupting being, a lot. It's today, weird being in person. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's tryouts for Baker for other teams to see if he still got it. So I, I think that he still has a chance to play. And if not, Jacoby Brissett's there. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is not bad. <laughs> He's not bad. Come on, man. He's better he than Tua. Win. He could win a game or two. I mean, against like... The Lions or something. Hey, I think the Lions are better, but <laughs> I will not stand for the slander. I'm going to defend Rosie here. So, yeah. So, I have them as a 90-10 team. Rosie, what do you have them as? 
The Browns. I just split it right down the middle. 50%. 50-50. Austin? If Deshaun Watson is suspended less or more than six games, I put him at like 30 to 20, 20 to 30. If he's suspended less than six games, I put him at like 75 or 80. Okay. Trent? The Browns? The Browns. 80% regardless. 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 I don't think you guys understand how many injuries they had last year. No, I mean, yeah, they did. But they're a good team. They are. But, I mean, you got to have a quarterback who can play. Baker Mayfield will be able to play. I just. Their worst quarterback is going to be Baker Mayfield. I just don't think Baker's playing another snap for them. That's okay. That's their opinion. You're allowed to be wrong. I think either way, there's a lot of like stuff that has to go right. Amari Cooper has to work there. Deshaun Watson has to work there. There's just a lot of pieces that go into it that, yeah, they're a good roster, but... I mean, they gave up a ton of draft capital to get Amari Cooper. They gave up a fifth-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> Who's their wide receiver team? It has to work. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Peoples-Jones isn't bad. They also drafted David Bell. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, other two teams, Pittsburgh Steelers. What percent are we giving, giving these guys? 40. I'm going 40 as well. That's the exact word I was thinking. I'm going 20. They're not making it. I went 10. Ooh. I thought you were the Steelers fan of this podcast. No, that's me. No, I, well, I've, I've been a a Steelers defender, but I'm not that high on Kenny Pickett. Hey, are we forgetting that Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl? (laughs) Mitch Trubisky, and he's the MVP. And he's never thrown a pick six. Is that true? Yep. Trent, what are you going to say? I said, just go look at all the Pittsburgh Steelers' first-round draft picks. They've all worked out, every single one of them. That's true. So, I, I like, maybe you're not high on Kenny Pickett, but if the Steelers took him, you should be high on Kenny Pickett. That's that's how I'm looking at it right now. That's fair. That's, like, not – like, I know nothing about Kenny Pickett. He went to Pittsburgh. That's all I know. And he's got small hands, apparently. But he d- yeah, he does. Tiny hands. But if the Steelers draft you first in the first round, you're gonna be a, a NFL player. Like you're gonna be legit. So they're just I don't not think, a good team, though. I, I agree with you. This year, there is not gonna be their year. That's why I put them at forty percent. But I put them at forty percent because this division is so hard; anything could happen. Yeah, I feel like that's always the case with this division too. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. More so than other divisions, that's those four teams. Any given one can win on yeah. any given Sunday when they're playing each other. So I mean, I don't hate it. I guess I'm just I'm lower on. Which would be like five years ago, that wasn't the case either. For the for the AFC North, just with yeah. I mean, just with Cleveland, I got so much better. Yeah, and Cincy, and Cincy. Yeah. But I mean, even Cincy, you had Andy Dalton in those years. Yeah, um, all right, so finally in this division, the Baltimore Ravens. I've got them as a 51% chance they make the playoffs. So they're more likely to make it than not, but not by a lot. I was going to say 50. Okay. <laughs> Trent? I'm just looking at my dog on the... Yeah. I love your dog, Trent. The other, the the other, show. Now she's by. She's just like popping up on everyone's camera. <laughs> um, uh, the Ravens, I'm giving them 50. I, they're a good team. 
Okay. You wow. you can't ever give Lamar Jackson under a fifty percent chance. I don't think. Rosie, ninety. I, I really think they're gonna make it. Barring there, is there like twelve teams in each conference making it in? in, in your <laughs> I'm, doing <laughs> I'm doing this independent of what I rank other teams. So, all right. What you get a playoff and you get a playoff. <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving on, right. moving on. So the you know the worst division in this conference, the AFC West. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do this as like a whole? Everyone gets fifty percent. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have did, no idea who's going to win that. So division. I did uh, Kansas City and the Chargers at seventy, and then Denver and. Vegas at 60, but yeah, I think just 50%. Maybe give Kansas City a little bit of a bump. I don't even think so. I, I think I you give think Denver the bump over the Chargers. No, uh, over the Chargers, yes. Yeah. I thought you were about to say over the Chiefs. No, not over the Chiefs, but definitely I think you give Denver the bump over the Chargers for sure. But any one of these teams wins every single other division. I think all four of these teams are better than every team in the Every AFC. single? Even the AFC East? Even the Bills, yep. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't agree. They I would don't easily get that. second, and they would win every other division, but not that one. Yeah, if you excluded the Bills from that, then you have me. Which is dumb, because the Bills get to play the Dolphins and the Jets twice a year, so they get four free telling games. you, the Jets are, the Jets well, are this on year their they way to be real Last deal. year, they weren't. Yeah. The Bills are going to feast off a weak division. That's all I'm saying. It's not as weak, though, as it was last year. Still weak, but not as weak. Okay, continue. All right, so I I don't know. Does anyone have any uh, opposition to Trent's idea, just 50% for all four of these teams? Or is Rosie saying 100% for all of them? Whoa, well, 10%. Gotta, hold on, hold on. Make the, make the sirens. Wee-woo, wee-woo. <laughs> Can we clip that? I want to clip that. that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna a terrible, that, a terrible I think, call. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to put that at the beginning of the making the call like uh, sound bit when someone makes a call. It'll just be turned wee-woo, wee-woo, and then it'll go into <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> clip it. All right, Rosie, who has 10%? No one. Oh, man, what? dude. You suck. That's such a Chiefs bait. 90, Chargers 80. Broncos 70, Raiders 60. Oh, 10% oh, increment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the first half, not going to lie. Wow, okay. All right, to the NFC now. Let's start with the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys, everyone's favorite team. Some would say America's team. I've got them at 55% chance to make the playoffs. Y'all are so low on these teams. I think I'm going to go with 50 who, the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. 20. 20? I think they're terrible. I'm out. So they have the same. Who else did you give a 20 to? The uh, Jets. The Jets? <laughs> so the Jets and the Cowboys have the same chance to make the playoffs? I think the yep. Jets could beat the Cowboys. I do too. All they right. play, I think. I don't, I don't think you guys, or Austin is, but you and Andrew and Rosie are not taking into consideration the draft that the Jets had. It's incredible. It's it's it has potential to be they one of the Kevin best Cosner. drafts ever. Kevin Cosner on draft day for sure. <laughs> Kevin Cosner. Okay, good callback. Um so yeah, I've got the Cowboys at fifty what did I say? Fifty five percent? I got them at seventy, like Oh wait, no, I got them at sixty. I think they'll probably make it. Okay. 
But just because it's the NFC. Well, the second best team in this division doesn't get in, I think. No, I think only one team I, in this division. I disagree because the Eagles oh, here we made go it with in Daniel last Jones. year. No, it's the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win the division. But the Eagles last year were not good, and they made the playoffs. So, and they got smashed by. Oh, I don't know the Reds Tampa Bay. Or yeah, that could all happen. right. Next up, we got the uh, New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Dog Rosie is just the best studio audience ever. Hi, Rosie. Um, <laughs> That was awesome. This is the four-legged Rosie. You have a chance to go back in the street. You have to go watch Twitch. Um, The cuter one. This is amazing. Um, So, can we give you kisses too? (laughs) Please, yes. New York Giants. I've got at twenty percent. It's Danny Dimes, so I'm gonna go thirty. I got him at thirty-two. I'm going with twenty-one. Nine plus ten. Point what? They one, have an outside shot of making the playoffs. 1% I think they drafted really, really well. I think they have some offensive pieces that you should be excited about. And I really like Brian Dable. I think he's probably the best hire of the offseason. Yeah, I agree with you there, Rosie. Hmm. Best hire of the offseason. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Who's, um, the, who's a better hire? Well, I think if you take into consideration who the who that person is hired to replace – then it's clear-cut Doug Peterson for Urban Meyer. Oh, just because. That's, that's fair. Yeah, but if they hired Brian Dable over Doug Peterson, then I would like that more. So, that's I don't know, man. I mean, Giants. Doug Peterson is really good at developing quarterbacks, and I like what he could do with Trevor Lawrence. Um, next up, Washington Commanders, I also have at 20% tied with the Giants. 30. I, same thing. 30. Trent's going to say 85 because he's a Carson Wentz believer. I'm going to say 60 because I was, <laughs> I was close. Wow, man. I, I like Carson Wentz. I when, know you do. When he's been healthy, he's been really good. He just hasn't been healthy very often, but I, I don't I'm just, I'm still there. I'm, Carson Wentz is my Ryan Tannehill. The whole yeah, world knows, rough. The whole world knows he sucks, but. Except Carson I, Wentz I'm actually won an MVP. No, he didn't. He oh, got he did. both. I forgot he got he should have. He got votes. Should got hurt. So, Trent, you guarantee that Washington would make the playoffs over the Cowboys? He would have voted 100% if he guaranteed it. Yeah. Well, just over the Cowboys. I think I think the I think the Redskins are or what are they the commanders? Huh? Oh, what did you say? There we go. Oh, cancel. <laughs> I think cancel. I think I think I think the Commanders are a better football team than the Cowboys. Yes, if that's what you're asking. Now that's a disgusting take right there. Yeah. Wow, that's gross. I don't. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I don't agree with it. Like like you said to me earlier, you can have your own opinion and you can be wrong. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia Eagles round out this division. So I had the Cowboys at 55. I had the Eagles next up at 45%, just a little bit lower. Hmm. Second best team in this division, but hmm? I still I would still put the Cowboys ahead of them. I put them at 50. I think they got a lot better, and I'm nervous. I am nervous. 72.7964. Is that what your models say? Yep. He's I, looking the, at something, so. Brain blast. The Eagles... <laughs> 
According the, to my calculations. <laughs> got, Ro- got Rosie with the Jimmy Neutron comment. Uh, the, the Eagles are the best team in this division, I think. Uh, uh, hands down. I'm not a Carson right. Wentz Commanders-led team? Mm-mm. Well, Eagles, after going out and getting A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Goddard. They drafted incredibly well, too. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Got, uh, Jordan Smith. Or, yeah, jo- no, Jordan Davis, D-tackle from Georgia. They just yeah. picked up uh, that cornerback oh, from the Giants. They're weak at running back. Yeah, that that cornerback got like torched by CeeDee Lamb this year, so I'm excited they picked him up. Yeah. I'm not high on the Philly well, backfield. Well, Slick will be on CeeDee Lamb. Well, the thing about the Philly backfield is they're all the same running back, so if they get hurt, nothing happens. It's still going to be the same running game. Well, they'll, they'll have a much better backfield in week three when Miles Sanders goes down with another injury. And they get a real running back back there. Come on, Miles Sanders. Just stay healthy. You're at like six yards a carry. <laughs> yeah, he carries for six yards a season. He has one carry. <laughs> then he yeah, gets if, he, if he carries a football with him in the hospital bed. Like. <laughs> Gosh. Um, all right. Let's see. So that was the NFC East. NFC South. I mean, is it anyone other than Tampa? In this I think division? the Saints can make it. Yeah, I, I, Saints, I'm Rosie here. I'm I think you can ride league. in the Saints for the second wild card spot where they will get blown out by whatever team they play in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just – do we know anything about the new head coach for the Saints? He's the offensive coordinator, and he was basically running the team before Sean Payton retired. So he was everything is the it, same. He was running it while Sean Payton was still there? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Was he the one calling out bounties? <laughs> I don't think he was there for that. <laughs> um so okay, so you think you think the Saints can make the playoffs? Yeah, I got them at seventy percent. I don't Ooh, think that they're like that's high. A super good team, but like sixty tops. Seventy. 60 I, tops. I got him 50. Yeah, I... Well, okay, so we started with Tampa. So let's go through Tampa real quick. I have them at 99%. 99. Nobody's 100. That's just driving me nuts. You got to leave that podcast. 1% for injuries, Nobody, Nobody's 100. I think they can still make it with injuries. Come Not with on, man. Kyle Trask. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Blaine Gabbert. That would be a tall task for them to do. I just don't see it. Stop. Stop. (laughs) I wish your mic went out there. That would. (laughs) He's going to kick Trask. That Uh, was worse. I know. (laughs) I know that was worse. Thank you, Austin. (laughs) No, I can. The bar can go even lower too, gentlemen. If you just give me a second. No, don't keep trying. (laughs) You proved it. So, okay, so we all have them at either ninety-nine or hundred. Um. So you have the Saints at 70. That's high. Yeah. I think, I mean, you. if the scale is 100%, they're guaranteed to make it. 70 is like, they're probably going to make it. 50 is 50-50 shot of them making it. 30-20 is they're probably not going to make it. 0%, they're not going to make it. Guaranteed. Yeah, Trent. Um, I will say this about the Saints. If their receiver core is healthy... It has the potential to be a top five. If Olave is who 
it, yeah, it was cracked exactly. up to be. Exactly. And if Michael Thomas comes back and it is the same Michael Thomas. Gosh, I hope so. Callaway had some promise too. Exactly. So they have probably like the discrepancy between their ceiling and their floor is probably the largest in the NFL. That's fair. Yep. I don't I know. I just don't that. think you're going to see Michael Thomas come back to what he was. Like, I think he's peaked, but even still, the receiving core has potential to be pretty good. So I yeah. agree, Trent. So I must be lower on them than y'all are because I put the Saints. I mean, I gave them the second best odds in this division, but I gave them a 25% chance just because I. I mean, I guess you could see a Jameis resurgence. Um, and yeah, they got Olave. I, as someone who's had Michael Thomas in fantasy for a year and a half now, I hope he comes back, but I'm not counting on it. And I just think that a transition year with a new head coach and trying to transition from Sean Payton, who had been there for so long and had established, you know, like the culture and, and like just everything about that organization. You, when you thought of the saints, you thought of, you know, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And now both of those guys are gone. And I don't think anything is going to change. See, I, you, you can say that, but I just, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm more of a skeptic. Like I, I need to see it first. Right. I'm not just going to pencil them in and be like, yeah, they're going to be a wild card team. Cause I think there's other teams in the NFC that you could make a stronger case for. Um, so that's why I'm a little lower on them. Panthers and Falcons, let's run through those real quickly. Um, I had the Falcons, or I'm sorry, I had the Panthers at 5% and the Falcons at 0 just because, I mean, Sam Darnold and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> well, let me paint a picture. It's the beginning of the season last year. Sam Darnold is throwing wait, for oh, 300 wait, wait, wait. yards. Did we, did we close our eyes? Yes, yeah, close so your eyes, question. please. Close your eyes, okay, okay. Trent, don't take a nap. <laughs> How'd you know uh, I had narcolepsy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sam Darnold, the first three weeks of the season, he's throwing for 300 yards in each of those games, and he looks great. The next game, CMC gets hurt, and I think the game after that, Sam Darnold hurts his shoulder, and he's not the same the rest of the year. I think there's an outside shot that the Panthers make the playoffs and Sam Darnold's okay. Yep. So you just described a quarterback that wasn't healthy. Yep. Yes, exactly. So if he Fred, is healthy. Agree? I do agree, yes. I mean, I, I got them at 30%. So I have them at 25%. I, there is a chance they make the playoffs. I, I don't know, man. It's just. They're a pretty solid team, especially – I could have Rosie the offensive line like they did. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna a healthy s- CMC is like having a healthy Derrick Henry. Chuba wasn't bad either. He yeah, really he wasn't. He wasn't CMC. Right. But a healthy CMC and a healthy Derrick Henry are absolute. Well, well yeah, when but I'm also I'm assuming CMC gets hurt. Yeah, when was the last time we had a healthy CMC? Probably 2002 or something. I don't know. A long time ago. Was he born in 2002? I'm just kidding. Was, that's a good question. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he He's was. our agent. He's no, he 25, was. 26. He was. Yeah, because yeah, this yeah. is what, year four in the league? And he played, what, three years at Stanford? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's older than that. Um, I'm giving both these teams 20%. Because I, I, I – Wait, so you're going to give the Falcons the same odds as the Panthers? Yes. That's absurd. I don't get that. Because the Falcons have better wide receivers. 
They have a better I wide don't, receiver. I don't think you can guarantee that. Drake uh, London. Like DJ Moore is definitely the best receiving option out of all of them. Either team. Nah, give me Kyle Pitts yeah, over Kyle DJ Moore. Pitts. No. I mean, yes. he didn't like do incredibly well last year. Well, As a Kyle Pitts fantasy holder, I watched a lot more Atlanta Falcons football than I should have. And it was not Kyle Pitts' fault, man. Yeah, but the offensive line is the exact same. So it, it's still going to be really rough out there. And Mariota's pr- a worse quarterback than Matt Ryan. So. He can, he's more mobile. Though, yeah, so he is more mobile. He'll work a little better than Matt Ryan, I think. I, I don't know. I don't think you can give anyone a 0% chance. I really don't. Even I can, giving the Falcons a 0. Point I like where 0.01% chance. Yeah, just like I don't think That's you can give anyone a 100% chance. I don't think you can give anyone a 0 Point zero one percent chance. Um. All right. Last one. Or no, we got two more. NFC North. Oh, this one's gonna be fun. I can mm-hmm. really tell you. Guys Green that. Bay Packers. They were the one seed. They lost in the second round. Fifty-five. 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 I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a lock with this team. Okay. Let's go to our, you know, token Green Bay Packers fan. I'm going Trent. 50. I'm going, I, like, they're only a 50 because Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea what the rest of this roster is going to do. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, you can't go below 50. So they're as low as they possibly can be. Yeah. You're saying Rodgers gives you automatic 50? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Rosie? 90. Shut up. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is healthy. This Rosie team's making the playoffs. Like, they're making it, unfortunately. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I can see that they have pretty good running back depth. and Their defense, their defense is actually pretty bad. good. Yeah, their defense is good, but I don't know who you're going to throw the ball yeah, to. Yeah, who's going to throw the ball to? The, yeah, the, I mean, the lizard people. Lizard Sammy people. Watkins and Lizard. What? Robert oh, yeah, Tanyan. Like, well, I just think like dubs. You have a guy coming off of an MVP, and he's in the NFC North, and so he's going to get two wins from the Lions. He's going to get two That's, wins from. I, I think he's split. Sorry, he splits. He's Lions splits this year. How much? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks that the Packers sweep the Lions. Yeah. All right, you're on. Cool. Mark, mark it in ink. They split. We should have a sound bite for every time we make a bet. And yeah, if they if they split or whatever, wee, 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 then wee. I win. Okay, wee, wee, wee is the bet. Sounds good. Sound bite. Now. <laughs> um. Anyways, in in my mind, they get two wins from the Lions. They get two wins from the Bears. They probably split against the Vikings. So that's five and one right there, just in the division. It's four and two, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. I'm saying if we, if if Rosie and I have it our way, it's four and two. Oh, okay. And then you look at the remaining schedule outside of the division. So they play the Buccaneers, Boss. Patriots, Boss. Giants, Jets, Commanders, uh, Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Rams, Dolphins. I mean, I think they're getting at least 10, 11 wins. And What's I think the that strength of schedule. What's the strength of schedule? For NFC East the has the easiest strength of schedule, and NFC North is second. Because they play each other. Yeah. So I think that... Oh, and did I mention the Bills? So they have some hard games. Like They play Tampa Bay on the road. They play Buffalo on the road. 
Where are they uh, got Cowboys? They got Cowboys at Lambeau. Cowboys at home. Rams at home. What's what's the date of the Cowboys? It's not game? a lock. November thirteenth. It's not a lock that they beat the Jets. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. Come on, they'll, man. No, it's not. They'll beat the Jets. Yeah, no, it's will. not. It's not a lock. I'm... This has gone. This has gone too far. <laughs> Enough. I'm sorry. Talk. I like. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vikings. Trent, what do you have? I got them at sixty-five percent. I think they're the best team in the division. I. <laughs> Homer, you can say I'm a Homer. Homer. <laughs> Unleash Kirk Cousins. Exactly. <laughs> no, honestly, you guys. So Zimmer basically came out and said that he and Kirk Cousins like had a riff two years ago. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for here because they were trying to tank, like trying to. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins like told everyone that Zimmer was like, "Hey, they're trying to tank." And so everyone was like fired up about it and they may, ended up making the playoffs. Um, and so last year, there's no tell on what was going on. And um, I like Kevin O'Connell a lot. He likes Kirk a lot. So I think that maybe that was a great hire. It, it, I mean, it it, I think it was the obvious hire. Yeah. Um, the chemistry with Kirk and all that. Yeah. So I, I, as a Viking fan, I'm pretty excited to see what the season holds. I am a little bit nervous about the defense still. Um, but I don't know. I'm giving 65. 65. Okay. Austin? 50. Rosie? 50 for me too. I I just think the Vikings are a rebuilding team that has a lot of like win now pieces. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Here we go. Defensively, I agree with you. Oh. Off- offensively, I think they have a top 10 offense in the league. Surprisingly diplomatic. The offensive line's just kind of rough. and It is rough, but... Feeling's well, getting old. They got, they got um, Lewis Sign, the safety out of Georgia, in the first round. Seen. Seen. It, yeah, it, was, it was a good draft, for sure. They got but... another cornerback in the second round, Andrew Booth from Clemson. They got a guard at pick 59 from LSU, at Ingram. I mean, they're going to be better defensively they couldn't have been much worse than they were last year but i'm i'm just thinking that kevin o'connell is going to let the offense play a little bit more and i think it's a great time to have justin jefferson in fantasy yeah exactly <laughs> and if you look at like the rams last year they didn't hold the ball very long in the pocket they were all quick throws and that's where kevin o'connell came from yeah so i don't i don't think kevin o'connell is going to let kirk hold the ball too long that's just well, that's fair, and I think with Kirk, I think when he's on schedule, he's really good. Exactly. And so if you can have that as much as possible, then yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. So I had them at I had them at 40% just because of the uncertainties on defense. Because I agree with you. Their offense can score a lot, but I need to see – I'm just – I need to see their defense be better before I am expecting it to be better. You know what I mean? And so. Daniil Hunter needs to be healthy. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's top ten pass rusher in the league. Yeah, uh, Rosie. He said. 40. I said fifty. You 40, said 50. fifty, Austin. I already said fifty. Fifty. Okay. All right. Um, I Rosie's have a bottle up on here, up here. By the way, <laughs> Rosie's <laughs> Lions. I Rosie, got them at fifty. <laughs> I I think that their schedules cake. And the hardest team they play is the Bills on Thanksgiving. Homer. And it's Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, Packers. That's the toughest games they have. 
everyone else is absolutely winnable. I think they can probably hang with the Cowboys. They play the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, I think they can win that game for sure. Unless Patricia like really wants revenge because they play Austin's New York Jets in New York. See, every one of those games is winnable. And so, okay, so you do have a point. Their schedule is incredibly easy. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's I'll just go in order. I won't say home versus away. Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Seahawks, Patriots, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, Bears, Giants, Bills, Jaguars, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears, and Packers. And they also travel the second least amount of time zones or something in the NFL. So So, I I think you have a point on their schedule. I think best case scenario for the Lions is they're a 500 team. And I don't know if that makes playoffs. I think it could. I I see that as what's going to happen. Is there going to be a 500 team? Okay. Because they're, they're a lot better than what they showed last year. So many close games. And at the end of the year, when they fire their offense coordinator, they were a lot better. And that's where they got their, their mm-hmm. wins. And so going into this year with a lot of their top players healthy, and having a really good draft, I or a pretty good draft. Like getting Aiden Hutchinson is going to change that defense. Mm-hmm. I agree, and their fan base. Yeah, <laughs> they, Rosie, have a new, they have a new fan in Trent. <laughs> Rosie, I think I think that was a pretty Homer response, but I will say, you're not crazy. Yeah. So what do you? Have I for think them? I think that the Lions got a lot better too, but I still think the. I think they have an outside shot. I'm going to give them like 35%. Well, like last year, our top receiver was Cleef Raymond. I'm on Ross and Brown, man. What about over the well, last Well, other games? than Amon. But like for most of the season, it was Cleef Raymond. And now Cleef Raymond's our fifth best wide receiver. I just think that's a huge improvement. Yeah, but Jamison Williams is going to miss, what, like the first five weeks? He could start. Week Hawkinson, one. Hawkinson's back. Week one? He, he could. I think it's more likely he comes back after the bye in week six. But hmm. either way, okay. they, they got DJ Chart, Amon. Uh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Yeah. Swift. Okay. So, Austin, you gave them, what, 25%? 30, I gave him 35. 35. Trent? I want you to go first. Uh, I gave him 15. Oh, Wow. I think they have to. I think they need to have a lot of things break right for them to make the playoffs. Okay. Well, it's not pos- It's not impossible, but not likely in my mind. I am going fifty-five. Whoa. Really? Wow! Higher than me. That's crazy. Higher wow. than the Packers. I really like what they did in the draft, and they have a lot of tools offensively. Keep talking about your tools. Who's Jared Goff? <laughs> okay, but that's Jared now Goff has gotten a guy. Jared Goff. Jared Goff has gotten to <laughs> a Super Goff. Bowl before. Like you give that guy tools and a system, sky's the limit. I think the I, Lions I, and the I think... are tied to the hip. Like one of them's going to make the playoffs, and the other ones. See, I don't think so. I see, I see a possibility where Vikings win, Lions get a get a uh, wild card. 
I don't know what that sound was. Wild dog. Yeah. Wild dog. But I, I'm, I'm really <laughs> low. The Packers on the don't pack. make it. Oh, I, yeah, man. I see that scenario happening. Wow. You see that just because you see the Packers losing every night whenever you go to bed. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But I, I. I only have nightmares of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm scared of what the Lions did in the draft. I wake up in a cold I think sweat. They, the Lions had a really good draft, and they're going to be probably a dark horse this year to make the playoffs. Wow. I'm with you, Trent. You can be a Lions fan. It's not too late. 55 uh, I'm not going to be a Lions fan. already bought an Aiden Hutchinson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? No. What number is his mom? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see what she buys. Like if she buys like number one fan or something, that's what I'm going to go get. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have like no, never mind. It wasn't gonna work. Keep going. Um. Yeah, I like the Lions. I do. I think they're better than the Packers this year. Wow. I see it. That's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um. All right. The Bears. I get zero. This. Zero. Zero. Or I gave him a 5% chance. I don't care yeah. if Justin Fields is Deshaun Watson. He's not taking them to the playoffs. Darn, I'm moving in David Montgomery. I'm going to give him five. I'm giving him five as well. I just I, – I don't believe in any Ohio State quarterback ever. You know that. Yeah. All I right. think they could have the number one overall pick. I yeah. Their team's horrible. All right. So, last division, NFC West. LA Rams, I gave a 95% 99. chance. 99. Rosie, let me guess, 100? 90. Okay. That's pretty low for you. They got, I'm, going, I'm going 85. 85. They got better. Well, yeah, they got better, but... Uh, I don't know about that. They got worse on the offensive line. They lost... Um... They lost Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. They got Matthew, right? <laughs> they didn't have him this past year, but they traded... Oh, no, they got uh, that, that guy from... They got Bobby Wagner. Yeah, they got Bobby Wagner to... They lost Von Miller. Yep. He went to Buffalo. Yeah, but they got Bobby Wagner. Lost Bobby Trees. Lost Bobby Trees, that's right. Don't um, have Odell. Right. Don't have Odell. Yeah. Um, Arizona Cardinals, I gave a 40% chance. I'm going 50. Okay. 50. 50 for me, too. I think if the entire season was played in the month of September, I'd give them 100% chance. <laughs> But unfortunately, they have to play October, November, and December. So the only thing is Seattle is going to be a lot worse. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Rip. We'll see about San Francisco. We already know. Let's Here, let's talk about San Francisco. Cause, so I gave the Cardinals 40%, and I gave the 49ers a slightly higher percent at 45. Um, that's assuming Garoppolo is quarterback. If Trey Lance is quarterback, I maybe drop that down to like 35 25 if Grob or if Lance is quarterback. Rosie, care to comment? I got him at 70. If they can make the playoffs with Jimmy G. Wow. They can Imagine definitely make the playoffs with Trey Lance. <laughs> oh man. I think it needs to sit a, I think it needs to set another two to three I forgot. years Did to Debo learn the go? offense. Huh? Debo? Debo's coming back. Oh, yeah, he's coming back. Mm. For now. For now. Trent, what I, do you I, have? I got him at forty percent. Okay, so pretty similar. Yeah, I, I think they're the best, the second best team in this division. I agree. I'm gonna yeah. go like forty-five, fifty. Okay. Um. Last one. Alex's Seattle Seahawks. Alex, let's preface this with: We love you, dude. 
We, we do. We really do. But I'm putting him at like 10%. I gave him a five. I'm giving him a zero. You, and you said you no one should give him a zero. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know what I said. But this is what I'm what, saying. Out of all the teams, I think they have I a, think he just has it out for Alex. A far, far outside shot of making it. 10%. Because, I mean, they, they still have DK. They they have Tyler Lockett. They drafted they Drew Lock. Walker. Drew Lock could take a step. It's, it's possible. Yeah, take a step like in the pocket and get sacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they drafted on the offensive line. I mean, I'm not going to defend a 10% take, but. <laughs> Come on. Really? Well, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's it for this episode of Making the Call. Dude, my mic. Brought to you by Kleenex. But we're all, we're all in the same room, so like. <laughs> It don't work like that, dude. I mean, I thought a little bit about it. <laughs> Next week, I'm making the call. We're having an audio education seminar. <laughs> because All right. Alex, Alex needs burped, to be here. <laughs> yeah. Alex has burped and Trent has sniffled and I have coughed. Like, we're just going to talk about how mics work. Tune in next week to find out what's next. Um, all right. We'll so that's going to do it for the football segment. Uh, when we come back, myself, Austin, and Trent, we're going to stick around, talk a little Dallas Mavs basketball, where you know they just lost game one against the Golden State Warriors. So we'll talk right. about that series, Don't expectation. Luke all special. that good stuff. The Luca special, that's right. Rosie, thanks for joining for the football segment. Stay, stay safe with all those fires. Yeah, I wish you were here, buddy. Oh, hey, plug your, uh, plug your website. Uh, it's framefavorites.com. Carmel Drizzle, you should check it out. I should. Framed it's favorite. Framed favorites. Framed favorites. It's, he got. A, he uh, just got in. Go for it. Sorry. Is it it's custom framed um, maps, flags, and prints? Rosie just got in a hot Alabama flag that's very topical in today's sports world with the Nick Saban comments. So snag it up before somebody else does. <laughs> Before Jimbo buys it and burns it. <laughs> well, he's got to be careful spending money. That's fair. NIL, your mic's you know? out. <laughs> your mic's out. Ah, dang it. Your mic's out. Someone else close out the this segment. Trent, do it. You're the best. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, I love that. All right, that's going to do it for our NFL segment. When we come back, we'll have homeboy Austin, Andrew, and Trent talking about the Dallas Mavericks and their recent playoff success. Um, and we're all in the same room, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get heated. We're going to have good laughs, and we're going to have good drinks. So see you all in a little bit. All right, coming back in, wrap up the podcast. Myself, Austin, and Trent, three of us, as we mentioned uh, in the first segment, we are all in person. It's been a lot of fun, honestly. It's been good. In-person in pod. Um, you probably noticed we went a lot longer than we normally do just because it's just, I don't know. I feel like the conversation flows a lot better. So no delay. Feel very, uh, feel very blessed to be able to do this um, in person. It's been great. Shout out DBU for bringing me out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to wrap it up, we got to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Um, since the last time we spoke, last time we had a podcast, the Mavs won game six and seven and the series against the Phoenix Suns. Advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2011. Um, in what was probably the most like 
like the shocking. most shocking game seven performance that I can remember from the Suns because you've got like, I don't know, you've got times in history where first round you've got like a one versus an eight and somehow that series goes seven and the one just blows out the eight seed. But to have like a 64 win Phoenix Suns team who was considered the favorite by just about everyone to just completely poop the bed, <laughs> you know, to, to say okay, it. Amber Heard. Huh? Okay, <laughs> That's a good reference. It may be the most shocking game seven ever. Yeah, I mean, without going back to, you know, well before we were born. So shocking one in my lifetime. Most shocking one in my lifetime for sure. Um I wanted to ask y'all. So let's before we talk about the Western Conference Finals, let's briefly touch on the win over the Suns. Where was everyone at emotionally watching that game seven? Like at one point, did you let yourself start to like celebrate and say, okay, yeah, this, this is over. They're going to win. There was a play. It was Spencer Dinwiddie. I know exactly what you're talking about. The Aiden play. Well, yeah. <laughs> he drained the three over Aiden. And I was like, that game, this game's over. If Dinwiddie's hitting threes, they're not coming back. So that that for me, I was I was also a little preoccupied that night. I was really nervous for the game seven that came on after the Mavs, uh-huh. which didn't end in my favor. But that's okay because the Mavs did, and so now I'm a really big basketball guy. Um, Welcome, yeah, big Dinwiddie fan. Big Dinwiddie. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I've been against Dinwiddie since day one. You you were against Dinwiddie last night, but it's okay. I was against Dinwiddie last you, night. Yes, you were. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I said. I thought I thought I said I've been against Dinwiddie since. Yeah, since it was, I was just pointing out your consistency. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think for me, like I, I didn't let myself really think. I mean, it was when we were forty six up. That's when I turned to Trent and I was like, I need, I, you know, I still feel uneasy. And he's like, They're not coming back. And I was like, Okay, you're probably right. Because just me being a Dallas sports fan like has scarred me. Yeah, you never on all recognition. Yeah. Like, so I think. I mean, my emotions just even after and the day after the game, just complete and utter disbelief. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. Word. I don't think I pro like I don't think I fully processed it for like a day or two after the Dude, win. I, I woke up Monday morning and checked the ESPN app and checked the score to make sure that like it that it happened. Like, did it happen? Or it <laughs> no, was all I, a dream. I, I had this conversation with Austin last night when we were watching the game. I was like, it just feels weird that the Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals, right? Because, I mean, they've got our teams don't so, win. <laughs> like, <laughs> they've come so far for like the past three years mm-hmm. from being like a lottery team, uh-huh. basically, to Western Conference Finals. And there's really been one big change in that. And yeah. That's Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we will talk plenty about him. I mean, yeah. What a man. He, Man's man. He scored so. His he scored thirty five points in three quarters in that game seven, and it brought down his playoff points per game in elimination games. <laughs> Going into that game in elimination games, he had, he was scoring thirty nine points per game. If it's competitive, he gets fifty. There's no question about it. Yeah, because he had twenty seven. He had the same amount of points in the first half as the entire Phoenix Suns. That was disgusting. 
and it's just disgusting. They asked him in the post-game press conference, they were like, did you know at halftime you had as many points as the whole Suns team? And he just laughed. He said, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like he, uh, it just, he was barking. And the, the thing that was crazy to me is he was laughing in their face every time he hit a shot in that first half. He was just cackling. And it's like, how, like that is so demoralizing if you're on Phoenix, like you just have this guy who he's getting switches on anyone. He's, he's hitting step back corner threes, which you don't really do. Yeah. What would you call that? If you're a Dallas fan, what Luca was doing, would you call it the, like the Luca special or something like that? <laughs> that? I think Devin Booker might call it that. Yeah. Like, man, I need to have more of those Luca specials. I know. <laughs> I need to put that he, back on the menu. I'll have what he is having. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, this, this game seven, I think. So to answer the question I posed to y'all, I think at about nine minutes left in the third quarter because my my thinking was at halftime they were up by 30. And I was like, if Phoenix is going to make this a game, it's going to happen within the first like two minutes of the second half. They're going to, you know, have a few stops, hit a few threes, and like, oh my gosh, now it's like a 20 know, to four run or something. Yeah. Like that. Now yeah. it's, you know, a 18 point game and there's 18 minutes left. Like, okay, that you can you can work with that if you're Phoenix. And when that didn't happen and when it, it ballooned up to what 46, I think was the highest yeah. that the league got up to. I was like, okay, there's even as a Dallas sports fan, I think this game is, is like, we've yeah. got it. We've got it under control. Um, and I don't know. It just, it was really weird to have a game seven with your favorite team where you didn't feel stressed like one bit, like from the opening tip, Opening play, it was like, okay, Phoenix looks like a deer in the headlights, and mm -hmm. Luca looks like a apex predator hunting said deer. <laughs> like, well, and just the fact that we were playing with house money to begin with, I think that's been a huge advantage. For it has all of the all of the pressure has been on the Phoenix Suns. And it was on the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. like, I don't think the Mavericks have had any any, any pressure on no. them at all. So. Yeah, exactly. Play with house money, yep. which is super easy to do. Yeah, because you always, I well, mean, not easy, but especially because you know it likes to play. So it, it, it'd be nice. It's nicer to play with house money than to I play agree. With your own. I agree. Shout it's, out sleeper squads. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, no, I I completely agree, and I think that that's I think that's been a big deal for this Mavs team because, yeah, I mean, like you said, even in the Utah series, Luca missed the first three games, and. This team without Luca, they weren't supposed to be competitive. And game two, Jalen Brunson says, "Oh, okay. So you, you guys all 41. say that Luca doesn't have any help. Let me go score forty points. Let me see what you think about that." And this team, I think, and what we can talk about it, and we can talk about it now if we want. But we knew what Luca was capable of in the playoffs because we saw it for two rounds against the Clippers in two consecutive years. But I think we've learned so much about the other guys on this team in this yeah, playoff run. For sure. Jalen Brunson, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba went from not being able to hit the broadside of a German barn post-All-Star break <laughs> to not being able to miss. And Is it 49% in series? Yeah, yeah. Going into game one, he was 49% from three. Gosh. Which is absurd. And I think that's been the coolest revelation because – the biggest talking point around the Mavs over these past few years with Luca is like, we need to get Luca the second star. We need to get him some help. We need to get him guys who can sh show up. 
And Jason Kidd was saying that after game two in the Utah or game two in the Phoenix series. He's like, we need someone to join the party. And it's what these guys have done. Paul hold my beer. So it's been, it's been really cool to see. Mm -hmm. So do you think that this run the Mavericks on is going to hinder their willingness to go get another star in the off season? Or do you think they're still thinking, oh, we need one more player? I think that, I think if they lost in the first round, their sense of urgency would be a lot greater. Like they would yeah. be more likely to make a really rash decision. Yeah. You know, throw the throw all the assets you have and go and get Rudy Gobert. Something Ugh. like that. Gross. But I think now they're not thinking like that. Yeah. Now they're thinking let's go get an affordable player that can rebound. <laughs> yeah. And can be seven feet tall. The guy yeah. in the Kings or the guy in the Knicks that I can never yeah, Bonus points if you know how to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> just board band gets paid. Just go get the boards. Yeah. Um and I think honestly, like, so I don't know. To answer your question, Trent, like I think because we have a new front office, if it was still Donnie Nelson, then they wouldn't make a single move this offseason. Right back. They would and, probably resign Brunson, and that's it. Well, and there's a there's a school of thought where if they do get past Golden State and they get to the finals, even if they lose, like, do you run it back? No, I I think when the Mavericks won the title in 2011, they had a few pretty deep playoff runs before that, mm-hmm. and they were always missing that one thing, and that one thing was Tyson Chandler. Yeah. And when they went and got Tyson Chandler, they steamrolled through the playoffs mm-hmm. in 2011. Well, and also when they brought Jason Kidd back. I mean, I mean, yeah, but. But I know Tyson, Tyson Chandler was more important to that team than Jason Kidd was. I, I agree. Yeah. It's close. Jason Kidd at that point in his career. Because Jason Kidd was the same age as. Um, He's 37 in that series. As Chris Paul now. He was 37 and 20. Would you rather have 37-year-old Jason Kidd or 37-year-old Chris Paul? You mean 37-year-old point god? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Um yeah, I don't know. I so I yeah, I think old regime they stand pat. But I think with Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd and having a new brain trust, they're I don't I think they're they're going to make smart moves cuz that's what they did this last offseason. Yeah, I mean, Bullock. how crucial was it to get Reggie Bullock mm-hmm. at a mid-level exception? They're paying him like $9 million. Yeah. And now you have him and Dorian as he's like super switchable 3 and D wings. And that's, I mean, look at that Utah series. Utah had Rudy Gobert and they had no one that could guard on the perimeter. And that's what you need to succeed in the NBA this, mm-hmm. you know, in this current time that we're in. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Austin. What do you think? So, in kind of in Trent's question, so with the Mavs making this deep run, do you think they're less likely to do anything this offseason because of it? I think they're less likely to go look at it, uh, like a two or three guy. Definitely, with the evolution of Brunson, um, I think you're more than likely. I mean, we very rarely win the rebounding battle, and it hasn't been an issue. But I think that if you had a true lob threat a true rebounding threat rim protection threat just a bigger body yeah because i don't think that necessarily gets in the way of luca yeah at all so yeah i don't i i'm with you on the i don't think the urgency is there i think they're gonna take some time step back 
make the smart move and you know if you know rudy gobert gets traded early like they're not gonna sweat it or something like that because they know that they have time they have young talent and they're not gonna be rash like maybe they would have been well and i think that some i think that another aspect of the fact that the mavs are making this deep run now is guys are gonna want to come play in dallas and that's i don't know i don't think that's true you don't? Who, no, who wouldn't think, want to come play with Luca after this run? As long as Mark Cuban's here, there's always going to be people that don't want to Maybe be a little, but like I think having Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison changed that. I think so, too. Because Jason Kidd's a very player-friendly coach. Yeah, maybe. And Nico I, I Harrison, know. from his times at Nike, has a lot of connections to players in this league. And the team chemistry that they've been able to build, and the environment. I mean, the bench getting fined. Twice. Multiple games. <laughs> And the playoffs, just the energy, plus Dallas has a great fan base. I think it's all setting up for Dallas to be one of the prime spots this offseason. But you don't you don't think so, Trent? I I'm just not a big Mark Cuban guy. So Well, I mean, I'm not either, but I think there's more to the Dallas Mavericks than Mark Cuban. And not every Does Mark Cuban know that? No. Not, exactly. Not that, every... that's, kind of, that's kind of my point, is I think Mark Cuban he might not be as much micromanaging as he was a few years ago, but he's he's never not going to be Nico, I think Nico changes that, though. Does like, it, well, yeah, he changes yeah. it a little bit. but I mean, you're not going to see Mark Cuban every day. I, I don't know. I think that if you're an NBA player, you want to go to L.A. still. L.A. and New York are still the big. Every team in that Knicks, market, I don't a, think you can say that. Dumpster it hasn't fire. been that way. Well, that's not not just the Knicks. I I count Brooklyn or Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Brooklyn. I could see, but I think like the the New York lifestyle is appealing to basketball players. I think it is. Um, the the, the so LA, LA San Francisco, which is Golden State, mm-hmm. Miami, and, and New York. York. And I I kind of think Miami is getting up there too. I don't think yeah. San Francisco makes. I don't think Golden State makes any big moves though. No, because no, they've had but, the same. But if you're an, yeah. if you're an NBA player, you want to go play in San Francisco. I bet. Yeah, but I also think if you're an NBA player and you want to win, because like Mass fans have always said, like, oh, all these guys will want to come play with Luca because like he passes the ball so well, like he make he makes your life easier because he f- makes you open looks. But like NBA players need to see that you can win to like fully believe yeah I can go there and I can yeah. win and like well, and then there's a difference too between like Dallas like mid-market teams like Dallas and like Milwaukee like yeah just in terms of city or even Phoenix Dallas is on that even tier Fe- below even Maybe Phoenix obviously ago, Milwaukee's growing like Milwaukee Yeah but DFW, yeah, so is Dallas I mean, yeah everyone's like DFW I consider in the same class as like Chicago yeah, it's not a coastal city. Well, people right. are leaving Chicago. So. You go play in Orlando, or are you going to go like play in a Dallas? Lot of, a lot of people are leaving Chicago for Milwaukee. I know this because my boss lives in Milwaukee. Shout out <laughs> Jeff Bulo. <laughs> Jeff Bulo, if you're listening, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, but if he does, love you, buddy. Give well, this man a raise. We'll talk about the Mavs off season. And- yeah, he did. <laughs> and job, uh, attracting free agents after they win the title in mid-June. Amen. Um, let's talk about the Western Conference Finals, the challenge at hand. They lost game one on Wednesday night to the Golden State Warriors, and it really wasn't even close. 
Um, I was pulling up the stats. The Mavs' three-point shooting in this game ended at negative numbers, twenty-two point nine percent, which is inflated by some late threes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was not that high. I went. No, it was three for nineteen at halftime. I'll, I'll say no, they that. took twenty. They took twenty-nine threes in the first half. It was five for twenty-nine. Oh, oh, three for nineteen in the first quarter. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, but I'll, I'll I'll say this about that game. I would be extremely worried if the Mavericks weren't getting open shots. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but they the shots they were taking outside of Dinwiddie's, they were good shots, and they're gonna fall. I mean, we saw that in Game Seven against Phoenix; they fell. And Dinwiddie, even I mean, he had the best three point shooting night of anyone. Dinwiddie else was the only one that shot over thirty three percent for the Mavs. He was three for seven. Luca was three for ten. Bullock was three for ten. How many threes did Dodo take? He was t- uh, one for three. He only and took Brunson three threes. Over five. Wow, Dodo needs to take more threes. Yeah, so one win. But I agree with you, Trent. Yeah, if those shots weren't open. It'd be a different story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, I don't. It wasn't like Golden State was playing outstanding. Yeah, because we got and we got turnovers too. We just couldn't. I mean, I think of that series where Bullock missed two in a row, and then Brunson missed the third one. I mean, we were even. Hitting the offensive oh boards, so that hard. one possession that was painful in man. the first quarter where it was three open Bullock three offensive rebound, Brunt or Bullock another three yeah. miss offensive rebound goes back to Bullock he fakes it passes it to Brunson Brunson three misses it like on the same possession three just clinks and I was just like okay this isn't our night like yeah yeah because Luca was even Luca was getting to the paint early too yeah he was getting to the paint and dish and and. They're just, they're not, I mean, this is the once a month shooting uh, yeah. night and, for the Mavs. And Mavericks haven't played a competitive game in a week and a half. That was a good point even, you made Even last like night. the games they lost to Phoenix, they weren't in those games. And the games they beat Phoenix. The Phoenix Mavs haven't had a close game since Utah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, now they need a, they got a game where they're like, oh, crap, this team's good. Not saying that Phoenix and Utah yeah, are yeah. good, but. I think it's just – I mean, it was just straight-up jitters, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty deer-in-the-headlights moment, and Golden State's shrugging off like, yeah, we've been here before. And we're exactly. Like, Holy crap, we weren't even supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's going to take you a game, maybe two, to adjust to that. Okay, so let's talk about those adjustments. How can the Mavs adjust in game two? Make shots. <laughs> Put the ball in the basket. Put it in the basket. One, one thing I did notice about – the game last night as a, like I'm I consider myself a fan of the a fair weather fan so when, like right now I'm watching them every single game I'm glad you're honest about I am it. honest but I I don't know a whole lot about basketball but what I did notice was Golden State was quick like they'd, they, they'd pass the, the ball they'd pass and move pass and move mm-hmm. pass and move and Mavericks they had a lot of as Austin calls it iso ball yep curler that for pop too yeah so I think the, the I kind of think Phoenix was the same way. Is it Phoenix or Arizona? It's Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah they're Phoenix. Um, they were kind of like Devin Booker and Chris Paul often were pretty ISO. And Golden State plays just move the ball as fast as you can, tire out the defense. Yeah. So Mavericks and even you know, like even Utah was that way too. Yeah. And so the Mavericks haven't played a team like Golden State since probably the last time they played Golden State in the regular season. So 
adjust, come out game two, and win. Yeah. I think also they just – Golden State threw out so many different defensive looks. Like so many. I mean, they played they zone. They played man. They played the the one. What did the one block? One square. I can't. Box remember. and one. Box and one. Like and they would double Luca. They wouldn't. They would hedge. I yeah. mean, I think the the Mavs were confused, and when they tried to run plays, they couldn't. And so I think, you know, just continuing to get to your spots. Yeah. Ambulance at my neighbor's house. Oh. Uh oh. Um. <laughs> I hope you guys are okay. <laughs> we care. We promise. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I, sorry. I was trying to remember where I was going to go with that. I think that this is kind of like an easy answer, but I think an adjustment the Mavs make is honestly like better. It's it's another game. It's another game sample size for Luca, because like you said, Golden State was throwing all these different defensive looks at him. They were showing him doubles. They were doing a box and one. They were having, you know, help side defense coming over whenever he had the ball. And there's not a defense – there's not a single defense you can run that Luka hasn't seen and that Luka hasn't been successful against. Mm-hmm. And I think as you saw in the Phoenix series, and I think as you'll see in this Golden State series, as the series goes on, Luka's going to start to see those things. Because there's only so much you can do on defense mm-hmm. that's quote-unquote different. Yep. And as the series goes on, Luca's going to become more and more familiar with what they're doing and their tendencies, and he's going to only become more efficient. Well, and Kid has been the king of adjustments. Yeah, like switching from Dodo to Reggie Bullock on Devin Booker. Yeah, um, later in that series, and, and you know, switching Josh Green minutes to Frank Nilakina. Yeah, like I think it's just Jason Kidd knows how to do the little things well, and so I mean, honestly, I'm I mean I'm not worried. You know, we've lost game one every series. Okay, so so that goes right into where I yeah. wanted to go next. So after game one, where are you at on this series? Mavs and six. Still? Still. Yeah, I'm Mavs and six. I think Mavericks, that, they didn't show it in game one, but I really do think they're the better team. Did y'all expect them to lose game one? No. I did. The Mavs? I did not. I did. I thought the Mavericks, so this is what I thought. I thought Mavericks would win game one, lose game two. Okay. Win three and four. Lose five, win six. Okay, so I thought the same except flip the first two because I I had this gut feeling they were going to come out flat and lose game one. I just I don't see the Mavericks beating Golden State three times in a row. That would be three times in a row unless you have. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. As I'm thinking about it, no. So the my original thinking was Golden State game one, Mavs game two. Golden State and three. then I wasn't sure on games three and four. I just knew they were going to split it. So yeah. I, I thought it was going to be two two. Going back to Golden State for Game Five, Mavs win on the road, get that game on the road that you need in Game Five, and they close it out at home. In game I almost seven. wish that it would just go seven, so that it's a guaranteed win in Game Seven on the road. Because <laughs> Luca put up eighty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. I had this. I I thought they could win Game One, but I had this gut feeling that they were going to lose. Yeah. I and it was mainly just because, just Game Seven was crazy, and it's. You see teams usually come out flat after like a really exciting win like that. You that's know? true. That's true. I never well, thought about it. Warriors that. had four days rest. The Mavs had two. Like, yeah. That's a that's part of it. No, absolutely. Um, and yeah. So I don't know. I I'm still I'm still gonna say Mavs in six. So I'm with you all on that. I think they win game two tonight. Whenever you're listening to the podcast, um, Friday night, and 
then it's 1-1 if that happens and going back to Dallas. You guys remember when the Mavs were down 2-0 and we were all like, yeah, Suns in five. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember on the podcast, this, I was like, I just want them to win one game. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is playoff playoffs where when your team wins, they'll never lose again. And when they lose, yeah. they'll never win again. Hey, yeah. you remember when the, when the Suns won game one and they were like, Suns in four? I do. You guys remember that? Yeah. I don't. Remember in game five when Devin Booker said the Luka special? And then over the he next scored a combined like sixty six points. Yeah. In two games. Well, those are good times. Oh, or sixty eight points. I think. It's a you know, win or lose, it is a good time to be a Dallas Mavericks fan. It's a lot of fun. It it really is. Um if you're a Spurs fan, consider switching. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have like some family or something? Maybe. Yeah, maybe a relationship component to that question. Have <laughs> <laughs> like, my brother. Like, we'd love to have you, dude. Yeah, come join the Mavs. Yeah, Quit walking in darkness. Walk in the light. I don't know if you remember me, but I always thought you were a fun dude. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, we'll even let you on the podcast, maybe. I would. Austin might not, but I would. Not to talk about the Spurs. No, you can talk about the Spurs. We need all, we need all the opinions we can get. Okay. We're this is all-inclusive podcast. This is an unbiased podcast. We're not homers. <laughs> we definitely didn't have the Vikings at have... 60% to make the playoffs. I don't think that's outlandish. Really talking about the Mavs right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to throw it back. Do y'all have anything else on the Mavs? Because I so let, okay. So let's you know we talked about this in the first segment. What is your like percent confidence that they win Game Two? Seventy-five, eighty. I was gonna say eighty. So we're all relatively. I, I yeah. I Austin Austin touched on this a little bit, but I think Jason Kidd's a really good adjuster mm-hmm. and. But as I say that, I was saying the whole time, they got to be within 12 at halftime and they'll come out and be fine. Yeah. And they came out and they were still flat. So who knows? You guys remember when we all hated the Jason Kidd hire? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I never did. So you never did? You didn't care enough. Uh, yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. That's probably Let's true. be real. On, if you held a gun to my head, I would probably say, yeah, I thought that. Was we were all i was team jamal mosley shout out jamal mosley number one pick good for you happy for you but yeah glad we got jason kidd i, I think if the crap. mavs just shoot 30 percent from three no they gotta be 35 they were 22 and they lost by the what 25 well because you gotta look i would say that if golden state had a decent three-point shooting night yeah, they lost by 25 yeah so they got to be at least thirty five percent. Golden State did not have an outstanding three. Golden State night. was thirty four point five percent from three. They were not that in the first they, half. In the first half, it was yeah, Clay and Steph were zero for seven combined yeah. three. Exactly. So if a match, that's if not going to happen. Match that, it's it's yeah fair game. Yeah. Um. So and we'll they have to limit Kevon Looney <laughs> and Andrew Wiggins apparently. That, you guys are that that long too. That twenty footer. That loony hit inside was that just like, this is bad. Yeah, it's like all right, you're, it's not your night. Pack it up. <laughs> it's like it's over. Again in forty eight hours. That was demoralizing, but no, Mavs and six. All okay. right, so before we get out of here, I need to research real quick dad jokes. Um, because I didn't prepare one, because I I don't normally prepare them until I already told my dentist joke on the pod right right before. Yeah, you did. Dang it. Um. But yeah, Trent ruined that one. Do you remember that? Not really. My tooth hurty joke. Oh yeah, that one was dumb. It's the best dad joke in the world. No, no. It's not. We've Let's already see. made plenty of one-liners on the pod today. 
with Trask. <laughs> things like that. But yeah, that's true. Do you have a basketball related dad joke? Um, let's see. Let me go to the good old Google machine. Or you could get on get on the classics that did you hear about the guy who had his whole left side cut off? He's all right now. He's all right now. What's the difference between an orphan and an apple? No. I'm scared. No. I'm not answering that. <laughs> I was wondering why the baseball was getting bigger than it hit me. <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> oh goodness um well i think that does it for our dad jokes that was a few I know, does that count don't go look up the oh, apple no, and orphan right, one. what do we got here uh let's see um how come basketball players have a weakness for cookies it's because they can dunk them uh, that's pretty good one. that's funny all right Trent, and on play, that one yeah Trent, go play co-op to take us out all right right, guys well that's gonna do it for the podcast thank you so much for tuning in listening to this longer podcast um we had a lot of fun doing it uh wish rosie could have been here in person but uh still is a lot of fun um yeah thank you for listening we'll be back next week hopefully to talk about a few wins that the mavs had in their western conference finals uh series against the golden state warriors might be on to talk about some football or fantasy or um, we have a few things that we have planned out so we'll just see what we have in store next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, as I mentioned every week, please make sure you are following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash oh! making the call. I think Trent might be playing Quap. He just <laughs> got to six meters, new record. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for a podcast for me and Rosie and Austin and Trent and then Alex with them out of town. We will see you next time. Bye.